Hi, and welcome to Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. If you're wondering what you can do with your degree, you're in the right place. You'll learn top tips and strategies you can apply to build an impactful career and meaningful life. Your host, Dr. Marin Wood, will share evidence-based research so that you can job search the smart way. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk to you about networking. It's one of the topics we receive a ton of questions about because people are very unsure and hesitant about networking. There's a lot of misconceptions and misunderstanding about what networking is and what networking isn't. So for a lot of people, networking, it sounds gross, right? It's like, I got to reach out to people. I got to try and put myself out there. I need to like talk about myself and like, I do not want to do this. And the good news is you shouldn't do that. The good news is if you feel like networking is icky, it's because the way that you're conceptualizing networking probably would be icky were you to do that, right? Nobody actually wants to be around someone who's only interested in self-promotion. No one wants to be around someone who only talks about themselves. And nobody wants to be uh, engaged in transactional relationships. As I've said before, people hire people. They hire people they know and they hire people they can get to know. So what I want to talk to you about today is why and how to network and how to actually build your network if you don't feel like you have one. So again, that's one of the most common concerns or questions that we receive um, from, from graduate students and PhDs. You know, how can I network when I don't have a network? Well, let's start with why why you need to network. And then let's talk a little bit more about how you can actually build your network, even if you feel like you don't have anyone to network with. So now, as I mentioned last week, when we talked about why your resume wasn't getting you interviews, one of the most critical components of job searching is connecting yourself to people and employers who are of of interest to you. So you want to get to know people who have jobs that sound interesting. You want to get to know people who are working in your career field of interest, and you want to connect with people who are working at companies of interest because most jobs are filled through networking and referrals, right? So estimates are that 70% of jobs are never posted on job boards and that 85% are filled through referrals. Another really important statistic to keep in mind is that only about 8% of resumes that are submitted to online job posts even receive a request for an interview. But there are other reasons to network. And these ones, you know, getting a job, that's, that's partly transactional, right? You're networking because you're unemployed and you're looking for a new job or a new career field. And that's fine. Everyone understands that that's why you're reaching out and networking. You don't have to actually, you know, ask for a job at a company. In fact, you shouldn't. That's transactional. What you want to do when you're networking is seek out information that can help move you forward in your job search. It's a very basic definition, right? So let me repeat it. You want to seek out information that can help you advance in your job search. Any kind of information that you're looking for is valid, except for you can't specifically ask for a job. That's the one no-no. Now, For PhDs, we talk a lot about a four-step career transition. We talk about the discovery stage where you're identifying your values and interests and your most marketable skills. And then there's a research stage where you're exploring career options so that you can identify what you'd like to try next after your degree. 
For master's degrees hold, degree holders, especially for those of you that already know what kind of professional career you want, either you've been actively building your professional career, you've gone back to school to earn a master's degree in order to develop your, your knowledge and skill set in order to advance, or you're using the uh, master's degree to actually launch a new professional career. Oftentimes, master's degree holders have a clear idea of like what career pathway they're going to do next after they earn their degree. So it's a little bit different for master's than it is for PhDs. But when you're networking, it's still going to be similar. You need to identify companies where you're going to thrive, where there's a good cultural alignment between you and the organization. You also want to evaluate different industries. Working in ed tech, for example, is very different than working in other kind of technology sectors or working in technology is going to be very different than working in like management consulting. So you want to evaluate what it is that you're looking to do next in terms of leveraging your education and your skills and identify companies where you're going to have a good cultural alignment between you and the organization. For PhDs, those are very similar questions. But in addition to understanding company culture and understanding different career in, career fields and industries, you also will need to spend a little bit more time just understanding the basics of a professional career. What is it that you know grant writers do? What is it that digital marketers do? So that you can identify spaces where you can apply your skills that you've been developing in academia with success. Regardless of whether you're a master's degree holder or a PhD, you need information in order to help you grow and advance in your career and in your job search, right? You need to identify company values, company cultures, where you're going to leverage your skills. You know, if you want to work in a company where there's ping pong tables or where you want to wear, whether you want to wear a suit, whether you want to be able to drink, bring your dog to work, whether you want remote work, like there's a lot that goes into finding the right fit for you. So what I'd like you to do as you're listening to this podcast is think about the questions that are keeping you up at night. What are the questions where you're like, oh, I wish I knew this, or I wonder about this, or I, I wish that I had more understanding of this. Those are all questions that you can seek answers to by tapping into your network. And those that will help make your networking feel less gross because it's genuine. You actually are seeking out information from people to help you grow and advance in your career. And people will be able and willing to help you and they'll be able to help you answer those questions. So good networking, smart networking is an opportunity for you to tap into another person's knowledge of an industry or a company or a career field. In addition to making that connection with the person so that if they hear of jobs that are related to the career field you're interested in, they will think of you and refer you for those positions. So even though getting a job is sort of the forefront of why we're networking, in lots of ways, it has to be the afterthought of networking. The forethought needs to be building relationships, sharing information, and developing and building a community. Now, if you think about networking like that, it suddenly seems less gross, right? It's like, oh, I can do that. Because you're, you are, you're already doing that, right? You're a researcher, you're a teacher, you're an educator. And so you have the opportunity to seek out information all of the time that will help you advance your knowledge. You just need to take those same skills into your job search and, and bring your curiosity with you so that you can be successful and genuine at networking. Because in addition, right, to just understanding um, the lay of the land, what jobs are growing, what companies are hiring. You also need to gather really important information to help you get through an interview. 
some of the things you want to investigate while you're networking is like, how do employers in this specific career field evaluate your skills and readiness for a position? What kinds of work experience are employers actually looking for, for entry-level or mid-level careers? And how will the company evaluate your personality and your qualities and your characteristics? You know, are they going to do a skills assessment or are they going to do a personality assessment? Are they going to have you come in for lunch? You know, how, what, how are companies evaluating candidates? And the more information that you gather through networking by talking to people who are working at companies of interest, the better prepared you'll be when you actually get that interview. The other thing, of course, that I've kind of alluded to is that we want to make sure that you're going to be happy. Job searching is exhausting. A career transition for those of you that are leaving academia with your PhD or after a postdoc, you know, it's hard and you don't want to be moving into a place or an organization or a job that's going to make you unhappy. So part of networking is really understanding the nature of the job. Will you find the work intellectually engaging and rewarding? Will you be energized and motivated by your work? And will the company culture align with your personal values? For those of you that are, are earning a master's degree, these are also very important questions for you to keep in mind. So if you have an MBA, for example, you can do a lot with an MBA, but what do you actually want to do with your business degree? A master's in social work. Again, yes, you can be a social worker, but there are other places where you might be able to do policy research. So what's a better alignment for, for you? And it's going to be different. There's no right answer. Sometimes we think, you know, what can I do with my PhD or what can I do with my master's degree? And the answer is like, well, what do you want to do with that degree? Where are you going? What are your motivators and what are your values? And networking, talking to people can really help you gather that in critical information that you need in order to find the right fit for you, because you are going to be different than other people in your cohort or who've also earned your degree. So just to, to recap, networking is exchanging information and ideas between people with a common professional or interest. And you really want to fo uh, fo focus on qu quality over quantity. Networking is not about using people to move up in your career, right? Transactional relationships are short terms and networks should be for your entire career. Your first job is just that, right? It's your first job. You're going to need other jobs. And so you don't want to just be creating a false relationships with people. And people will be less likely to help you if they feel like all you're doing is just talking to them because a job is posted at their company. So one thing to keep in mind when you're networking and when you're thinking about reaching out to people that you don't know, you want to be building relationships with companies before they post the jobs. And I know that sounds nonsensical because you're like, how will I know that they're going to post jobs? And the answer is you don't. There's a lot of serendipity in finding a job. But if you're building relationships with people who work at organizations of interest, they can refer you for, pos for positions at those companies and organizations when they become available or for other positions, because that also happens, right? If I'm looking to hire someone in marketing, I will ask people in my network, especially people who are in marketing, if they know of anyone who's job searching, because my assumption is that people who are interested in marketing and don't currently have jobs will be actively networking with people who do work in marketing. And that if I can tap into my network of marketers, I can unlock those people who are currently job searching. Okay. The other thing to keep in mind, and I alluded to this already, you know, there's no good way to know that this company that you're interested in is going to be hiring. 
But just keep in mind that a simple conversation can really transform your, your career trajectory. Uh, my friend Dan says, you know, you want to maximize serendipity. That's basically what you're doing when you're networking. You're maximizing the, the number of conversations that you're having with people who can help move you forward in your career. And that's the best thing you can do to help move you forward is gather that information, have conversations, um, and, and continue to, to learn and grow and advance. Now, some of you are going to be listening to this and you're going to think, well, I don't have a network and I don't know people like that's my problem. I've been, and there's lots of reasons why people feel like they don't have a network. Maybe you're a first gen student and you don't have a professional network, right? You're the first person in your family to earn a college degree or a master's or PhD. And everyone, you know, is maybe, you know, blue collar. They're working in jobs that don't require advanced degrees. And your community is people who don't have advanced degrees. So you're probably going to feel like you're at a disadvantage. Uh, and you are in some ways, but you can overcome this disadvantage. Maybe you're new to a city or town. That was certainly my experience when we moved to Denver. Like I didn't know anybody here. Um, and so, you know, we've had to build a network from scratch and my work is remote. So I have a remote network. Um, and, but my partner, he needed to get a job in management consulting. And so he spent six months networking and, you know, they were really stressful months because we were living off of savings, um, and we weren't earning a lot of money. And so I understand that, you know, starting over can be very, very stressful financially, emotionally, and psychologically. Another reason why you might not have a network is you're an international student. Melissa, who is our digital marketer, that was her experience. Um, you know, she, she, uh, earned her degree in Canada. She, uh, grew up in Southeast Asia. So she didn't have a network in Canada, certainly not a professional network. And for those of you that are PhDs, postdocs, and faculty members, you're going to feel like your entire world is just other academics. And you're going to say, I don't know anyone who's not an academic. So that's what we want to change. We want to think about how do you actually build and grow your network when you don't have one or when you feel like you don't have one. So first of all, I want you to think very critically about your friends and family. For those of you who do have uh, friends and family with professional careers, reach out to them. You don't actually know who your aunt is having lunch with next week. And a lot of the early informational interviews that you're going to be doing, you want to build up your confidence, right? You don't necessarily want to talk to somebody who works at the company of interest as the first informational interview you ever do, because you know, what happens if it goes poorly or you might be really nervous. So you want to work up to having informational interviews with perfect strangers. You want to start with people that you know. And again, even if you don't have friends and family that are working in professional careers, you can still try an informational interview on family members and learn more about the work they're doing and what energizes and what they find energizing and rewarding. You're practicing. For those of you that are tapping into friends and family who do have professional networks, it's a great place to start. You can get referrals to other people. So you can tell your aunt, you know, what your skills are and what you're kind of hoping to do next. And, uh, you can, you know, post on Facebook if you still have Facebook or, you know, TikTok or Instagram or wherever it is that you're connected with people, share the information that you're looking for a job. Now, if it's not possible for you to do that because you're a faculty member and you're worried that your colleagues will see your post on social media, I understand. Just quietly reach out to people that you know and, and ask them to, to begin referring you to people that you can talk to. And at the very early stages, at the discovery stage, it's not that you're necessarily looking for a job tomorrow. You're looking to begin to answer those really critical questions of like, what is it that I do? 
where will I thrive? How would someone like me uh, start out in this industry or career field? What is this industry or career field? What does it mean to be a digital marketer? What does it mean to be a project manager? And you're just really gathering that that critical information that you need in order to start making uh, more informed career decisions. Basically, you're doing a literature review. You're just getting the lay of the land. So friends and family are a great place to, to, to start if you have professional networks amongst friends and family. You might also be part of a club or a religious organization. Those people can also help you. Then think about your alumni network. And don't just think about other people with masters or PhDs. Go back to your undergraduate. You know, where are the people that you took classes with? What are they doing now? Uh, and start connecting with those people because they've been working in the professional work environment while you've been earning your degree, and they probably can give you some advice and some leads. You can also join online groups. We have a group uh, with Beyond the Professoriate. Masters and PhDs are welcome. Um, and you can begin to meet other people with similar professional career, uh, career trajectories and interests. So those are places where you can begin to meet people sort of more casually. Your friends and family, alumni, alumni are going to be so important. Alumni are, are more likely to talk to you because they have gone through a similar job search, right? They understand what it's like to be a newly minted PhD trying to figure out next steps or a new master's student trying to leverage their education. So they're going to be very sympathetic to uh, you, and you also have that connection when you reach out to them on something on LinkedIn, which is where you're going to find alumni, you can say, you know, Hey, I'm also graduating from the computer science program. I see that you did your degree. I'd love to talk to you about what it's like to work at SendGrid. And that person will be more likely to talk to you because, again, they understand what informational interviews are. And they, you're tapping into a time in their lives when they, too, were job searching as a newly minted master's or PhDs. From there, once you get your confidence up, from there you can begin to get referrals. So at the end of every informational interview that you're doing, you should always ask people, do you know anyone else I can talk to? Do you know any, anyone else I, I should reach out to? Because, you know, one of the things we hear back from people when they're doing informational interviews is that it's really, really hard to get somebody that you don't know to talk to you. And the answer is like, of course, how are you going to feel if a perfect stranger pings you and asks you for 20 minutes of your time? That's a big ask. But if your cousin pings you and says, hey, my roommate is looking for, um, from, for some career advice or thinking about going to do their PhD in physics, could you talk to them? You're more likely to talk to your cousin's roommate because you have that connection. So you want to get referrals? You know, can you introduce me to other people? Anyone else you know I should talk to? Because those personal connections will allow, will make it more likely for the random cold stranger to talk to you. Emailing or messaging people on LinkedIn that you don't know and have no connection to, you can do it, but you're going to have a much lower return on investment. So if there are companies that you're really excited about and that you want to work with, you can ask people in informational interviews, like, do you know anyone who's working at Google? Do you know anyone who's working at Amazon? I'd be really interested to talk to people who are working in consulting. Do you know anyone who's working at some of the big consulting firms? And begin to network your, your way to some of those companies that you're really excited about. It might take a couple of informational interviews before you actually get that referral, but it will be a better conversation and the person will be more likely to talk to you because you have that introduction from a shared connection. The last thing I want to say about networking is you got to do it. And sometimes people will write back and they'll say, okay, so I hear networking, but I'm not 
a, a new PhD. I'm not a new master's. I'm, you know, 49 years old and this is my story. And, and, or they'll say, you know, I'm a first gen student or I'm an international student and here's my story. And what I want to say to people who are nervous about networking or in some ways are looking for a different answer, the more difficult you think your job search will be, Maybe you have kids, maybe you need uh, time off to, you know, go see family once a year and it's a big trip and you want to make sure you have three weeks of paid vacation in the summer, whatever it is that makes your job search more difficult. Those are your values. That's what you need, right? And it's also who you are as a person. You're a person who took 10 years out to raise children. You're a person who is LGBTQ. You're a person who is a minority, like whatever it is, that's going to make your job search that much more challenging. Networking is always the answer. You don't want to work someplace that's racist. You don't want to work someplace that's hostile to minorities, to uh, non-binary or LGBTQ. Like you don't want to work in those places. So you want to assess out companies where you're going to be valued and supported. Now don't job search on bias. Don't assume that like for-profit companies are going to be hostile to diversity. That's not true. Um, many, many companies are very, very interested in recruiting a diverse workforce and talent, and they have the money to give people the kind of benefits that they're looking for sometimes way more than what you'll find in academia or in nonprofits. So again, curiosity and know what your values are, know what your concerns are and whatever you think is going to make your job search more difficult. That is something that you need to evaluate companies by, right? That's part of your metric. I am this person. Will you value me? Will I thrive here? Will you hire me? And those are things that you need to understand through networking. There is no better way to do it. And there's no better way to find a job, especially if you have additional challenges other than being just a new master's or a new PhD. So get out there and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know how your networking is going. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.